Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello again. Hey, everyone's playing together right now. <laughs> Look, there they are. I'll catch you. I'm gonna catch you. I'm gonna catch you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, stop. Luna, we can't play if you bite Poofa. We don't ever want to bite our friends. Diet soda 
right. Okay. Get away so from here that. Go. <laughs> go ahead. Attempt, attempt number two to have Cameron Scott on last night. If anybody tuned into the show last night, you would know that it was terrible. Well, no, actually, it was a good show. It's just that it only lasted 15 minutes, and Cameron didn't get to talk about all the amazing stuff he's doing right now. So we got Cameron back, right, Cam? Yep. Can you hear me? Are we oh, on? Of course. Yes, we're you live. You are on, baby. Wait, where is Cameron? <laughs> Wait, I didn't hear him. Where is Cameron here? Cameron? Yeah, I'm here. Yep, yep. I, I look. Hello? Wait. I don't hear. Hello, Cameron. I hear Cameron. I hear him. I, I'm, I'm, I was kidding. Then. I was Joe. I was playing a joke. Okay. Well, uh, hey, dude, I just thought nobody wanted to talk was, to me. I'm here. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay. No. Okay. Goodbye. Uh, all right. All right. Enough of the jokes. Uh, yeah, yeah Cam, you, you, you've been on the whole time. We've heard you the whole time. <laughs> I know. I, I, was, I was trying to play along. <laughs> Well, oh, hey, unfortunately, don't scare me because it's like, hey, I would have hung up. I would have said, hey, show's over, folks. Let's uh, wrap up for part three. <laughs> we'll get this right someday. All right, I believe Dawn is here also. Dawn? Yep, I'm here. Dawn? I'm here. All right. I, I, I don't know. It, it, can anybody hear Don? I'm here. Uh, I hear her loud and clear. She, she, she messaged me and said that she called in, and I took her off mute, and she I can't hear her. Hello? I'm just kidding. You're loud and clear. <laughs> oh, you brat. <laughs> All right, before we get this party started with Cameron Scott, and Cam, I'm looking at it right now. It is saying that we've still got 54 minutes to broadcast. So, yes. Uh, we've got All to pay right. the bills. Uh, Mr. Grabowski, owner and CEO of Black Bed Sheet Books. What's going on, baby? Uh, the same thing as last night. That's <laughs> anyway, a new book's going out. New books coming out this week, um, uh, putting the final finishing touches on uh, Patrick James Ryan's new book, uh, um, uh, The Night It Got Out. And uh, so that's that's the latest main thing. Stephen L. Shrewsbury is within. Shrewsbury is a great guy and a great writer. And we also got Black Hamster still going on on com under comedy. Any of you guys got to check it out. I got 2,000 views since yesterday. So um, it's a nice little relaunch. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of like uh, oh horror, horror film shorts and retro TV, old you know funky commercials and and uh, with hamsters that are black. <laughs> so a lot of like we so we technically you know I I use um, uh, when I was a kid I used to uh, make this really really short. Um, when I was a kid, uh, I used to uh, transmit radio shows out of my CB radio, and sometimes I'd get truckers that would, like, respond to it, and I would put together, like, little – I'd, like, bring my tape recorder to, to Star Wars in the movie theaters and record Darth Vader and then interview him on my show. 
uh, just you know finagle the the audio and stuff. And um, and I, I always like broadcasting and things, so it's kind of like a little pet thing of mine, this black hamster thing. But in reality, the functionality of it is it 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 uh, it helps. It's another medium to help sell our books, because uh, I put a lot of time and effort into commercials, the black bedsheet on that thing. And you know all kinds of other stuff. So it's kind of it's a, it's mostly a vehicle where we advertise our stuff, but we got like great stuff. And it's like it's not like not normally like long lengthy movies. There are things like you could just you could turn it on any time of day, and you can spend about 15 minutes or 20 minutes watching it. You would have already seen a short horror film, some commercials, and and a bunch of other content that's like funky. It's great to get stoned to. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Black Hamster in a nutshell. So that's still going on at Vital, and it's under comedy. Usually, I put it under comedy because it's about the only one that's under comedy, so it sticks out when you go there. So yeah, yeah. So buy Black Bedsheet Books www.downwarden.com. So okay, Francie. Okay. Okay. Okay, get a room. Uh, okay, okay. So we'll get a room. Okay. Um. So there we have it. The news. Joe Flynn, give us. Uh, when is the next time you're broadcasting? And Don, you got to tell us about what you're doing too. And then we're going to get to you, Cameron. Well, let's see. I'm airing uh, this Friday night, 11.30 p.m. Pacific, 2.30 East Coast time. Sorry, my East Coast friends. I do apologize for the lateness of the hour. But uh, uh, overall, I'm a Create TV, Channel 15. Uh, you can watch me online over off of Create Streaming, Channel 15. Um or just go to Joe Flynn off of Facebook. Uh, I usually post my, uh, you know, link to the show there. And as I just stated earlier, as I got, you know, so happy for it, uh, I have finished Fred Weehy's newest book called Bright House as of today. So congratulations to Fred Weehy. Uh, very well awesome, done man. book. Um, yeah, and, of course, to my buddy Dave Burita, who helped uh, put this together. So congratulations, you guys. It's a really well-made book. I think everyone should go pick up uh, any of Fred's books. So there. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's all right, it. Don? <laughs> well, I've been doing uh, the Jamberry Nail Wrap. Um, for quite a while now. I'm going to be taking a break for a while. Doctor issues, lots of them. Uh-oh. That's about it. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Now, well, then let's get to Kim. Uh, Kim, last night we were talking about how you got Solomon Burke to sing on the show. You there, Kim? Yep, yep. I remember that. Did we find the clip? I, yes, I found did. the clip. I called in 15 minutes early, and I went through a bunch of stuff on the studio, and guess what I found? Yeah, you 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 must have found Solomon singing. I'm ho- I hope. Yes, I did. And, oh. oh, yeah, I found that too. Um, okay, it's not the first clip, but it's the second clip. 
So you got to sit through a first clip first, which is uh, okay. Thomas Churchill. Which, you know, <laughs> that's right, not I'm a bad clip to sit through. All right, here we go. This is Kevin Scott after Thomas J. Churchill talking about Stephen Jeffries. Um, Cameron Scott made Solomon Burke legendary. Now, if anybody doesn't know who Solomon Burke is, Google this name. He is he's the he's the king of soul. He started soul. It wasn't James Brown. James Brown paid him what was it, fifteen thousand dollars not to perform at a concert with him. Because Solomon Burke would have outsang him. Because Solomon Burke is the true. If there was no Solomon, this is how good it is, this, this guy is. If there was no Solomon Burke, there would be no Rolling Stones. Okay? And the Rolling Stones actually appeared at the Grammys for the first time the year that Solomon Burke died. The Rolling Stones never went to the Grammys in the USA. They always turned it down. But when they found out that they were just going to put Solomon Burke on a screen to say he passed away, Mick Jagger called the Grammys and said, no way. This man deserves a tribute. And you got him to sing. Did you know that, Ken, about Solomon Burke? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I knew that. Yeah, I will post this video of Mick Jagger giving tribute to Solomon Burke. In fact, he was the one who wrote Everybody and the first one to perform. Need somebody to love. I need you, you, you. He also inspired the Blues Brothers. Yes, you know, because that's the song that uh, Patty and I danced to at our wedding was Everybody Needs Somebody to Love. So we had a little bit of Solomon in there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, that is so awesome. (laughs) That is so great. I was going to talk about that, too. we We had what was probably the world's first Blues Brothers slash zombie themed wedding. So, yes, yeah, it was it was a little odd. Nice. Well, the song that you danced to was actually written and performed for the first time by Solomon Burke. All your roads lead back to Solomon. Sam. Yeah, I know. It's kind of weird how that works out. I, you know, at the time I didn't know that, but when I started studying up on, it, I'm like, holy shit, he did write this. He wrote yeah, everything. He wrote it. <laughs> so if you've seen the Blues Brothers, you know who Solomon Burke is. But here we go. Cameron Scott making Solomon Burke sing for the first time ever on our show. In fact, the first time he was on our show, he said, "No, I don't sing live on. I don't see. I don't sing live." And we got him back the second time, and you, you told him this story about you, and he just belted out a tune that was unbelievable. So here we go. Without further ado, oh, Cameron Scott getting legendary king of to sing on our show. I love your show. You guys talk about everything and anything, and it's a, it's amazing, you know. And and uh, you know, it, it's just fun. It's all you know. Last time I think I was on was God almost a year ago, and uh, with David Madison. Yeah, and, David uh, Madison made bought, a phone call in. Yeah, yeah. we wanted, uh, uh I think Stephen Jeffries it was me, David Madison, and Stephen Jeffries. Yeah, I, I was telling Ron about that, and he was like, D- "Damn it!" <laughs> I was like, well, "We're we're we're going to try and get Stephen on. Don't don't worry, Stephen Jeffries." 
from Fright Night. That yeah, he's he's really cool. He he was a really nice guy. I think Nick was more shocked. Are you fucking kidding me, Stephen fucking Jeffrey? What I wanted to ask was um. You know, I mean, uh, there's so many people that I want to thank, like, when my film comes out. And with your permission, I wanted to uh, ask to be able to put your name in the end credits in the special thanks section just for being very, you know, just for kind of, uh, you know, giving me a, a mental boost, uh, or as my uh, mother would say, the proverbial kicking the behind and uh, inspiring me to keep on going. I'd like to uh, just, Chris, just put your name in the special thanks at the end for being one of the people who inspired me to treat me before. Whoa! Yes, please! <laughs> we got Jonathan to sing on the show! I want to find your horror movie! <laughs> hey, there you go! He wants a part! Listen, you got it. You know, I've, I've got it. Uh, you know that's the greatest question of the night, and thank you. I would, I would love it to be a thrill, but you know, you, you please, you gotta let me just holler on the screen. You know something, you know, or give me the popcorn concession there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I'll make, I'll make sure you get an invite to the premiere to win whenever that. May oh, be. you're wonderful. Thank you so much. Did, did anybody? That 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 was really a great moment. That was, without a doubt, one of the best moments ever. Uh, that was the good old days, wasn't it? Uh, that I've, yeah. I had, I remembered it, but had forgotten half of it because I was just like, I forgot like how how I got him to sing. I'm like, so it was a, it was a surprise yeah, to hear that yeah, again. It had been a few years. Yeah, it, it has been a few years, and in fact, uh, you told me, Edward, you're actually on too, and you got to talk to Solomon Burke. Yes, I did. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you told me, you were like, you know, that last show that we did with Solomon Burke, he was so inspirational to me that I I had to push forward with uh, Postmortem. It's you know, your, that's the way you... You're doing your greatest show. It set it set the bar for your shows. It was a an enormously spectacular. I know. I know. Is Cam there, Cam? Yep, yep. I'm still here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember, and I was like, dude, when we get Solomon Burke on that show, on the show again, which we did. I was like, you got to tell him that story, and you did. And I knew that he would feel so like taken back by that and he was and it was amazing he would you know he was uh he was such an amazing guy and not just as uh you know Solomon wasn't I mean just a musician you know he was an inspirational guy some people just you know they're born to inspire and that's I think that was part of his legacy he just inspired people he was just you know an amazingly positive individual yeah, and, and in fact, um, I will tell you this. This is something that Solomon wanted to do. Edward, uh, this involves you also, is I did talk to Solomon, like, after that show, and uh, Victoria, his daughter, and they did say that everything that you two said to them and me and everybody else is that Solomon Burke was going to start a block talk radio show to do inspirational talks. And yeah, it's, it's too bad he never got a chance to do it. That would have been amazing. I know. 
Yeah, that would have been a fantastic show. I think I asked this once before, but I'm sure a lot of the listeners are wondering, too. How, I mean, to your credit, Francie, how did you score the enormous coup of of getting Solomon Burke uh, on your show? I mean, like, it's like the... A whole, it was like a holy grail moment for Blog Talk Radio. How did you? It, 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 it was kind of amazing. Um, I I found him on Facebook, and I was like, okay, well maybe it's a phony Facebook page. You know, it's a fan. I'm a fan. If you know music, you're gonna know this man. He has a, some big part in music, and um, so I I sent the friend request anyways, and I seen that Solomon Burke was online. And I was like, what do I have to lose? What is he going to do? Say no? Oh, oh, wait, I'm not the real Solomon Burke. So I emailed him about the show, and uh, there there was a reply. And it says, I'm not Solomon Burke. I was like, oh, I thought so. It says, I'm his daughter. I was like, whoa, <laughs> which was Victoria Burke. And says, I'm keeping up with this Facebook page. Yes, I've already spoke to my dad about this, and he's interested. I'm like, what? So it, it's uh, Victoria Burke. She's the one who made it happen. And I, Nick and I, she came She came to Sacramento for a night to hang out with us. And let me tell you, that girl can party. <laughs> we had a really good time. But uh, Victoria and I, we still remain friends. I mean, she sent me all the funeral details. I ended up speaking at his funeral. Right after the guy who's in charge of the Grammys. Not his funeral, but his wake. And I'm sitting here like, what the fuck? I'm like amongst like very big people in the music industry. Not only that film, but there, yeah, there was a lot of stars there. Peter, Peter Gallagher was there. If you guys know who that is. I remember, I remember you talking about running into him, yeah. Yeah, from while you were sleeping, the OC, all that. Yeah, yeah, we we were. Uh, he wanted to take a photo with me, but not during you know Solomon Burke's wake. He was like, "If you see me on the street, I owe you ten photos." I was like, "Fair enough." That was probably a bad question to ask. So yeah, it was you know, getting getting to even be a part of his world was just such an honor. Great guy, and a lot of people love them. That's how well, I want to know, like, The great thing, like about a guy like Solomon, he created such a legacy with his music. You know, uh, part of him obviously will always live on. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And now you just hear like Benny King died. Benny, not BB. Benny King died. You know, another great legend. Baby, baby, baby King, King is in hospice with uh, only a Yeah, Baby King just went into hospice. You know, you're, you're, we're losing all the best. Next thing we're going to be stuck with is a bunch of. Well, let's hope we're not stuck with uh, BB, uh, new kids on the block and all them. <laughs> <laughs> you will. Yeah, they're, de- they're definitely dropping like flies right now. Yeah, all I the know, classics are going. All we're left with is Justin fucking Bieber, which is oh, 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 oh my god! Oh my god! I think uh, I would uh, 
off myself if I had to listen to Justin. I'm sorry. Oh, Don't be annoying. sorry about that. I'm with you. Come on, annoying and Shoot her now, please. Get a gun. Well, I'll give me some easy talk. Still hit a note that high. I'm telling you, he never hit puberty. They're giving him. They're giving him a voice mechanism that says your voice will never change. Atomic wedgie. Girl. <laughs> Atomic wedgie. There you what go. we're going to do is when you're recording this album, we're going to constantly kick you in the balls. <laughs> you know, but then I am putting it out there on the air now. I want to help Justin Bieber record his next album. I will do that job right there. I will continue. He got a pair of steel-toed boots with his name written all I was going to say, Cam's <laughs> probably got a pair of steel-toed boots. <laughs> I got my nice leather-clad steel-toed Harley boots sitting in the closet just waiting to... Stomp some beaver balls. That's right. <laughs> you heard that here first. My son hates that guy. He hates him. You can't even say that word or his face pop on the TV and he has a heart attack. <laughs> news today, Justin Bieber was recording a new album when that man just walked into the studio and gave him a nut chuck. <laughs> Oh, trust me, it wouldn't just be one. It wouldn't be one. If I'm going to be doing some hard hard time over something like that, I'm getting several blows in. There you go. Hey. All the, all those, no, we're going to get hate mail from all the little girls tomorrow. Oh, that's okay. You're in the box. You can take it. Yeah, they're not part of any of our demographic anyway, so, you know, they can hate us really? all they want. There are always there's plenty of worse uh, music stars, big stars, than Justin Bieber, too. Yeah, well, you know, I'll happily extend my offer to kick all them in the balls. Good with that. Kanye That'll be West. my secondary career. Kanye yeah. West, yeah, you got to kick him in the balls, too. I want to do this for Beyonce. Beyonce deserves it. Pow! And just, like, kick him in the balls. Dude, we could start it soon. It could be kicking Kanye West in the balls and claiming it's for, for Beyonce. By the way, while I'm talking to you on the phone right now, this is Edward X. Young. John Link is oh, trying hey. to call me. Does John Link oh, call okay, me? yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm outside because I had to take the kitty, and I figured, well, if I'm outside, I might as well... Because it feels really good in California right now. Hold on, let me go. Let me get this switchboard. I'm it felt really good here today too, but it's raining now. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. But I yeah. don't see uh, Edward on the switchboard. Let me refresh. He's not on the switchboard. No, that's all. No, no, you're lucky. Link, Link, and tell him to call into your show. I'm not picking up the talk. I'm not going to hang up on you to talk to Link. He's trying to call me. Right. I called in about 10 minutes late, but this is the, uh, I believe, uh, dedicated to Mr. Cameron Scott today, right? Yep. Yes. Right there. Now, yeah, I, I, we, we, have, to... we have so far figured out that Cameron Scott wants to help Justin Bieber with his next, newest album. <laughs> so yep. he's gonna yep. kick him in the ball. Okay, <laughs> 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 
Yes, everybody who's on, on well, Ellen. Well, he'd definitely now. have a permanent high pitch then, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, go oh, ahead. No, Sorry, you, you could give him, What you could do is give him an atomic wedgie and then put one of those straps on you like they have on the stage for Tinkerbell flying and shit. You know, just tighten that sucker <laughs> right up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Who, do we, who, do we, who do we have um, on air with us right now, everybody? I get here a little late. I don't know who's with us. Who all the I'm, I'm, I'm Francie. I'm Francie. I'm Jeff Wynn. Dawn Proctor. Edward Young and Cameron Scott uh, have been on the line with we us are as here. well. Uh, Cameron, uh, this, of course, this is for the listeners. This is Edward X. Young, veteran of 70 Grindhouse Horror Pictures. Cameron, one of the movies I starred in, Faces, directed by Thomas Ryan, uh, one of the best horror movies I've done, has won a lot of awards. And it won some award for, uh, for I forget what the name of the convention is. It's a, it's a horror convention taking place the first week uh, of June out in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, the director says oh. if he goes... Is that uh, a horror, horror hotel convention? I believe so, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was actually just reading about that today. I was just reading about that show. Now, if I go out there as a guest, is that close enough where we can reconnect? Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, that's about uh, five hours from here, five, six hours, so it's not not that far. Well, I'll, I'll let you know soon, because the director called me and he said, no promises yet, because I think I'd like to take you with me. You're, you're, a great, you're a great person to represent the picture. You know how to do PR. So I might be joining Thomas Ryan on a trip to Cleveland. And if I do, I really hope that you and Patty can join me there. It's been too long. I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you face-to-face since the day you got hitched. Yeah, I was going to say, since the, the, the morning we left for our... Uh... Uh, honeymoon. I mean, we were t- we've talked a million zillion times, but yeah, it's been almost three years. That's just things, too long. God. Things keep happening to fuck up our refacilitation here. Uh, <laughs> like I said, sadly, my my father's in the hospital, very sick right now. But I can afford to go for a weekend to Ohio if I'm with somebody. But if I do that, I really can help you save me. Yeah, well, you I mean let me know for sure. Definitely, just send me a message, give me a call, let me know if you're making the show. I'll, t- I'll do my best to get out there. Now, I almost hate to discuss business on there, but I've got you on there. Uh, have you submitted uh, Postmortem America, your feature, and uh, two guys in one box, our short? Yeah, the DVD's been sent. I, I just haven't been able. My work schedule's been crazy. I haven't been able to get the poster art ready. That that we discussed, but uh, the DVDs have been mailed out. That's taken care of. I just haven't got the poster art. Excellent. I, I haven't talked to them yet, but I wanted to call them. I actually saw Elsie uh, and Adam Ginsberg at the Chiller Theater convention, which was a week and a half ago. They said they hadn't seen your DVDs yet, but they hadn't checked their their mailbox in a while in preparation for the Chiller Theater convention. I think you might have mailed it out just recently, right? Yeah, I was like, God, it was just, it wasn't even two weeks ago. It was like a week, week and a half, maybe, tops. Don't remember it's exactly, a, but yeah, I mean, it's been within the week. The Cobb Fair Film Festival is a, is, in my opinion, uh, might be the best 
independent horror film festival in the country right now. And uh, it'd be great to have you in that, and uh, love to get you out there. But what I really would love to do is find a way to get Francie out here, because I've met Nick face-to-face, Susie Palermo and I did, but Francie is still just a mysterious voice on the phone. Yep. And, and, and Heck, the, I'm trying uh, to get them out here to Horror Fest. Uh, it could be a good idea, too. Eerie, I mean, eerie Horror Fest. All, all you know is that Francie is the spectacular young Southern Belle who pulled the wool over Jerry Springer's eyes. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, I I still have that YouTube clip on my favorites. <laughs> that, that, was, that, that amazing show. Oh yeah. Oh, Francie, you still with us? Or are you? Yes, I am. I am. Oh, there you I'm, are. I'm, I'm, I'm here. She I had I had to put I had to actually put the phone on mute because. Nick's parents wanted me to see if the milk was bad. And I had to taste the taste. The the verdict is in. The milk left a very bad, sour taste in my mouth. You know you're supposed to smell it first, right? You're not supposed to drink the bad milk. Yeah, I said, it smells bad. And they were like, can you taste it? And I'm like... Okay. I would have just, I would have just told them no. <laughs> I would have like, no, I can't taste it. Wouldn't sniffing it have been sufficient, or, or the chocolate? I think sniffing it would have done they, it. They already, they already poured me a shot of it. It's kind of like you go to a bar and they're like, "Hey, I got, got you a shot. Try it." You know. <laughs> of course like you try it. That's like a John Mike bow, Francie. You end up like John Mike. <laughs> Yeah, see, they ain't nobody got to pay me any amount of money. If I smell it and it smells bad, I ain't tasted it. Yeah, I, I poured it all down the sink. I was like, get rid of this milk. It's bad. That's not I good milk. I, I think I might have told you on air, not in your show, but on other shows, that uh, you know John Link damn near uh, put himself in the hospital on the set of our movie Bigfoot Blood Trap. I, I picked up to bring him out to the set. And... Uh, Three weeks earlier, we'd been at the Chiller Theater Convention, and some good friends of ours uh, uh, got married, and they gave John Link what was left of the wedding cake. And uh, apparently John Link brought the wedding cake home in a a hefty garbage bag and forgot about it, left it at room temperature for three weeks. And he happened to chance upon it in the morning and uh, figured he'd eat some of it. He He gave himself a very severe food poisoning and collapsed on the set. John, though, man, he just. Oh, I know. God. I was gonna say another reason man. to love John Link. I mean, he just. Ah, I love that guy. I, I, I will stand up for John Link for anything. I mean, I absolutely love John Link. There, so I said it. We're gonna get you out to one of these conventions, Francie. You gotta get out of here. It's time we. That face to face. We 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 do. Um, what we're hoping to do, and this is going to work out really great for me because since I moved out to California, there's a 
I haven't seen my family, and there's a convention in Georgia, which is like driving distance for my family. So we're and it'll be awesome if we can get all of you guys out there too. Georgia, what is this a walking convention? Huh? We're at Georgia. Nick, where's that convention at in Georgia? Is it, I think it's Atlanta. That's where they shoot oh, the walking Oh, are you kidding? They shoot the walking dead in Atlanta. It's the what? Oh, it's the World Horror Convention. It's the big one. It's the it's the golden goose of horror writers right there. It's the big one. And apparently they're holding it in Atlanta, Georgia. And, dude, if we can get everybody there, that would be such badass. Hey, Francie. My daughter lives yes. in Georgia. My daughter lives in Georgia. Ah, so that would be an excuse about for you to go visit your minutes, daughter. About 45 minutes from Atlanta. It sounds See? like to me, it sounds like it might be one of those walking dead uh, conventions. But then again, oh, no, this is, this is the World Horror Convention. This is where all the uh, great, like Clive Barker was supposed to be at uh, last year convention, but he got sick. Everybody knows about Clive Barker, and he's sick. I mean, they... Yeah, this is the this is the Big Goose one. This is... This is where everybody shows up. Okay. You know. Oh, In books. In books. Yeah. Oh, I love conventions like that. Give me a book so I can... Yeah, Joe, oh, oh, wait, Tim, you're actually writing a book. Uh, yeah, actually, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, when I started when uh, we, me and my wife were coming back on our honeymoon, we stayed at a, a creepy hotel on the last leg of our drive that w- we were pretty convinced that that Jack Nicholson was going to be coming through the door with, like, you know, a double-bladed axe. <laughs> it, was, it was just, it was it was like caught in a time warp. It was just like I was pretty sure, like the little old, you know, white-haired old lady behind the counter was some evil demon from you know the seventh pit of Hades. <laughs> it was just, it was just creepy beyond words. So I kind of started uh, on when we got home, like the next day, I started writing the idea for it down, and you know, just kind of wrote it as an outline and never really did anything with it. And uh, actually, uh, encountering another creepy hotel some weeks ago got me back into to writing it and I've been in my spare time while not preparing for my next film I've been writing on that and still searching for a title for it that's always the hardest part for me I don't know why why it is uh, whether it's a movie or a story that I write finding the the right title is uh, to put it quite frankly a bitch uh, but it'll come to me eventually yeah, yeah. I, I have to agree with you because um, actually Nick is the one who came up. I'm not trying to push myself, but werewolf, like W-H-E-R-E, they're searching for a wolf. Um, I I didn't come up with that title. It was actually called Full, Full Moon Fever was my first title. And if you Google Full Moon Fever, you get like Tom Petty, you get everybody. And we were both deciding that we needed a better title. And Nick came up with, you know, he was just, like, writing stuff down. And he was like, Werewolf. And I was like, I actually like that. There's a pun in the title. Yeah, and it's like, 
Yeah, and and people are telling me, yeah. they're like, you do know that you spelled werewolf wrong. And I'm like, no, if you read the book, you will know that it's a pun. It's a pun. And then, then right. I did get I got it the minute I read it. The minute I read it, I got it. I'm like, oh, I saw what she did there. Yeah, it's a pun. But people that, you know, didn't, like, read it or, you know, they're just seeing me posting it on Facebook, they were like, "Uh, you know, you spelled that wrong. And I'm like, no, it's a pun. They're searching for the wolf. And they're like, oh, I get it. Now I want to buy it. And I'm like, okay, then buy it. You know, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, it took a while. It took a while for people to get to get it, and they would question me. They were like, you know, you spelled it wrong. No, you didn't. So yeah, getting a title. I mean, because you got to make it catchy. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and no matter how how catchy your title is or how well it's spelled, there's always going to be somebody that gets it wrong. That says it wrong, yeah. or spells it wrong, or says it wrong every time. Yeah, and yeah. Going going back to this, somebody actually made a YouTube video about werewolf and stated they spell it on the cover like this, but yet in the book it is spelled like this. Well, you didn't get the pun. It's a pun. Yeah. It's called, I, I actually, it's a pun or an inside actually, joke. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the guy actually filmed himself. Like, I will post that on uh, Facebook tonight, too, if you guys want to watch it. Yeah, the guy is like, it's clearly written on the book cover, werewolf, but yet it's written in the book as werewolf. And I'm like, you didn't get the fun. But he liked the book, which was a good thing. Right, yeah, but sometimes those puns go right over people's heads. I had so sure. many, you know, you consider puns and inside jokes in postmortem America that people, it's only a, a, the the rare fan here and there that will message me or send me a, a, a email or a message and be like, hey, I, you know, at the third time watching it or the fourth time watching it, got this joke or that joke or that pun. <laughs> So it's all, yeah. it is kind of nice when people do get it, and it's like, yes, I I did that for fans like you. Somebody got it, even if only one person gets it. It it's all good in my book. It makes all the difference. Yeah. Which actually, post mortem, uh, which I want you to talk about, um, it's getting great reviews. Actually, I've I've kept an eye out. People are mm-hmm. actually posting on uh, YouTube yeah. about your movie, and they like it. You know, it's um, I, I, it's a the type of movie when I was writing it and making it, I knew it would be a movie with really no middle ground. You know, uh, there's certain movies where people are just like, yeah, it was good, but I, I found with postmortem, people either love it and give it a you know, or nine or ten out of ten, or they hate it. They absolutely like the the reviews on IMDb or uh, just reviews online. Either people that have overwhelmingly loved it or overwhelmingly hated it, which I'm good with that. If somebody really, really hates it, then in a way I'm still kind of happy because at least I got an emotion out of them. To me, as any kind of an artist, whether you're a writer or uh, it doesn't matter if you're a writer, director, filmmaker, painter, musician, whatever, I think as long as you get an an emotion out of somebody, what you don't want to hear is that somebody go, nah, it was okay. 
you, you, this is the, like the, the, the kiss of death. You don't want to hear like, yeah, it was, it was all right. It was good. It was all right. You know, you just never want to hear somebody go, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was all right, man. It was like yeah. barely on that cusp of being good, being bad. And you want to just slap me. Good luck. Yeah, just like, you know, after that, it's just like, oh, God, well, I wanted to get some emotion out of you other than apathy. Uh, you know, but. Uh, yeah. You know, but when you that, put that, five years into into one project and you literally blood, sweat, and tears for five years into just one single project, you know, that's a lot riding on your shoulders. I just know for everybody that was involved, not just myself, you know, family, friends, and the cast and crew, I, I, I just wanted it to make a splash. Even if it was just a little splash, you know, just wanted somebody to take notice. Which, right. you know, hey, I, I yeah. think, you know, it, was, it succeeded. <clears throat> Although the... I, I get the the one thing I hear constantly about the film, and I guess it's just something I thought would catch on, or that I thought that people would 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 get was being shot in black and white. It's very much a retro kind of film, and a lot I of people. Like it. I like it in black and white. I think that adds think, more dramatic. Yeah, I think. I mean, it adds to it. Certain movies obviously would never. You know, you would never shoot, say, a movie like The New Avengers. Movie like The Avengers right. would never be in black and white, but an old school post-apocalyptic zombie western. It just, uh, in my opinion, the black and white fits. It just really, I know it's not traditional, it's not mainstream, but then again, my film is neither traditional or mainstream. So again, it fits. And for all those who don't get it, I, I just, uh, I urge you to watch it again. Just watch it again right. and, and and tell me that it that it would work better in color. I think you're wrong. Yeah, I I, I, I I couldn't imagine seeing that one in color. And in fact, Cam, you and I, we've talked a lot during what people don't know what this guy had to go through with filming this. Your 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 computer died. Your hard drive crashed when you're trying yeah. to edit this. And I mean, everything that you went through, and not only that, you didn't have. Like big budgets, like big people coming to you saying, oh, no. "Hey, Cameron, I want to give you a hundred thousand dollars to film this scene." No, everything that came out of it came out of your pocket. Well, nearly everything. I wouldn't say everything. It wouldn't be completely factual because I mean, I did at the end when uh, the the budget that I had raised had run out. I ran in the early days. Now this was before. Uh, things like crowdfunding and Kickstarter, Indiegogo have went completely just mainstream as they have. When you got you know, yeah. big, big stars running them, when you got people like uh, Tom Savini, Dario Argento, Iggy Pop running things. I mean, the the, uh, the guys, uh, the Broken Lizard troupe behind Super Troopers just raised four and a half million. Uh, Super Troopers, film, yeah, uh, Broken Lizard. Nick, we just watched Bro- uh, Super Troopers. Yeah. yeah, great movie. But you know what I mean? Now they're all using it. I used it in that day. Uh, you, you know, to, to raise the final, I think it was uh, $3,100, $3,200. So, I mean, I used Kickstarter for that. And I had family and friends that, that pitched in that always helped. I mean, when it comes time for craft services, I mean, you need uh, food on set, you need a extra tank of gas to go pick up somebody at the airport. I had a lot of people that pitched <laughs> in. But but essentially, yeah, I want to say about 90% of the, the, the movie came out of pocket and it was also one of the hard parts about about shooting it the way I did. I mean, anything I had that was worth any money, 
I had a respectable uh, horror collectible collection of, of stuff and, and movies and posters. I mean, anything that was worth money, I sold. I sold. I had an ATV that I sold, a motorcycle, wow. all types of equipment. Anything I had that was worth a nickel, I sold to get the camera. I sold to get the lighting equipment, special effects, uh, pay for you know actors, uh, the actors' fees, like the, you know, the hotel rooms. Yeah, I mean, getting Linnea for it, that wasn't uh, wasn't cheap, you know, and uh, you know, and this, uh, but you know, in the end, it was worth it. There was a time when, uh, like you're talking about the hard drive crash, you know, I was midway through editing and I lost everything I'd worked on, had to start at the beginning, Ow. and uh-huh. you know, uh, that of course took oodles and oodles of time, and time is the one thing I always say that nobody really has. <laughs> you know, True. because yeah. but uh, the biggest setback was um, basically um, I don't want to t- talk a whole lot about it because it's negativity, but <laughs> it's something that bears repeating is that I had a couple hard drives come up missing where footage was stored on all because when you see I, now I visually, remember not, that. yeah, yeah, not everybody you know shoots on uh, tape anymore. A lot of times it's shot on the these newer cameras have hard drives on them and or you know, flash drive, so everything was saved on disks, you know, or on, uh, you know, little uh, thumb drives and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And was, oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, it was all yeah, stored and, on a couple and, big hard drives, and, and I come home from work one day, and both my hard drives were missing, and it was uh, it was soul-crushing, you know, to know that some of that yeah, footage that I shot. Had, uh, Edward, Edward and I and you both kind of have a suspicion about that one, but we're not going to say no name. Yeah, but, yeah you know, because the... the we don't need to give that, that uh, fool any of uh, yeah, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, that's in the past. My only thing, the last thing I'll say on that is someone tried to stop me, and they didn't succeed. All they did was slow me down a little bit. So, you know, as I always yep. say, you can't you can't stop me. You, you can slow me down a little bit, but you can't, you know, you're not going to stop me. I mean, hence why yeah, if, that, if, that would have, if anything would have broken anybody's spirit, I think that would have done it. But you know, I'm crazy, so I'm getting ready to start, uh, you know, filming a new film in, in August. So I'm, I'm crazy. Oh, I'm putting my back head. No, I don't want to forget Cameron. I don't want to forget uh, the. Uh, she, I think he's been on Francie's show. Uh, Chris Ellenstein, the filmmaker out here in New Jersey, would would like you to call him to see if he can work with you on. Oh, oh, uh, on the 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 segment that you're in, yeah, with his attic, yeah, I I fully plan on getting in touch with him. He want he wants you to call him as soon as possible. He said because you know you have to get a general idea so you fit into his schedule. So he he wanted. I'm glad I forgot to mention it, but you you, you woke me up to it. Get a hold of him as soon as you can because he wants to work okay. uh, work a deal out. Okay, gotcha. Will do. Ah. Yeah, it, it's sort of like with me, Cameron, uh, you know, because I do a local cable show. And I'm not the world's greatest technology guy in the world, trust me. I'm just glad I know how to turn the computer on and off, you know. But when I like doing my show, you know, when I originally started doing my shows, uh, I went and I would like edit to my shows from VCR to VCR because I was like, go like, this is the safest way to keep things, you know, or not, you know. But I know what it's like to have things like going like, whoops, uh, did I just erase over that? 
you know, no. But yeah, yeah I know it it, it. it like brings a tear to your eye when you realize, oh God, with the click of a button, it's fucking gone. It's gone. <laughs> I know that is really scary. Back. Yeah, no, but but I'm very happy for you. At least you know with your upcoming project and postmortem, which I have not seen, but I promise if I see it, I'll let you know what I think of it. I thank you. I've seen most of it, and it is freaking fantastic. And I love it. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad. Now I have to ask, did you notice that um, there is an actual nod? If you didn't catch it, I'll let let one of the secrets go on the air. There is a nod to the Francie and Friends radio show, or actually more or less to you, Francie, in the film. Now, did you catch it? No, I didn't. Okay, there's this, there's a scene. I'll, I'll try not to give a whole lot away with the scene, but um, it's a scene with Melanie Robel and Joel Weinkoop, and it's the scene in oh, bar. I know. Say, did you get to that part? Yeah, there, there's this, there's this scene where Joel is, uh, his character Ed the bartender is uh, hurling insults left and right at Rattlesnake Sally, who was played by Melanie Robel, and at the point he he uh, was improvising, and her name is supposed to just be Sally. And her nickname is Rattlesnake Sal. And he goes, Rattlesnake Sal. He's like, what kind of fucking name is that? He's like, I remember you, Little Sally Weatherman. So that was kind of an inside joke. Oh yeah, you watch it back over, it was one of those. And the thing is, he had improvised three or four different names. And that's why I'm like, we, I, I knew his take we were going to keep. I'm like, even, I'm like, even if this isn't the perfect take, I'm putting it in. Just because it's one again, it's one of those inside jokes that you know what I mean. Only our circle is gonna get. Yes. Oh, I gotta go. Oh man, Joe Yeah, she'll have to rewatch it. Yeah, like there it is. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go back and watch that. Yeah. Oh man, no, I didn't catch that. (laughs) See, that's why. But it's still in there. Still in there, yeah. so yeah, I, I thought thought you would enjoy that. And there's yeah. there's some uh, some some inside jokes like that with the new film that I'm making. I always uh, have uh, names of certain people that may or may not you know people that I may or may not know or know anymore, and just little. I, it's kind of like uh, the Tarantino universe; everything is connected. So there's uh, there's the inside jokes and connections to postmortem and different people in the movie biz. So I'm kind of excited to do that again. I mean, I've been shooting short. Short films left and right since I completed post mortem, but uh, yeah, to t- tackle a new feature kind of takes something out of you. To do a, a short is it's a completely different world, but to do a, a feature, I, I'm not oh, quite yeah. sure that I'm. I mean, I'm not quite sure that I'm ready for it, but I'm I'm ready to to, to find out. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, well, you. Well, you. Well, you. Cameron. You tell the listening audience a little bit about Crocodile or Crocodile. Um, well, actually, number there's one, some... Number, um, one, number one, how should it be pronounced? Is it the Crocodile Chronicles or the Crocodile Chronicles? It's um, actually pronounced the Crocodile Chronicles. Uh, a lot of people call it Crocodile, and I just let them, and I catch myself saying Crocodile sometimes, but it actually yeah, pronounced okay. Crocodile. It's... Uh, it's uh, uh, an anthology film, uh, anthology horror film that is four tales with a wraparound story segment to it. It's all all stories without 
getting into each one in detail because I know we don't. If I'm right, we only got about five minutes left. Uh, but we have uh, it's four stories all about this insane, crazy drug called crocodile, which is a real thing. Uh, you can Google it. It's spelled K-R-O-K-O-D-I-L. It's uh, rampant over in like uh, Europe, uh, mainly Russia and Siberia, but it's been found uh, in sporadic kind of cases in America. It's hit in Illinois and Ohio and Michigan. It's this crazy synthetic heroin that's this originated over overseas, and it's basically known as the drug that rots its victims. It just makes people's flesh fall right off their bones when they inject it, and people still try this crazy shit. So when I had heard about this and read an article about it, a friend of mine named Josh had, had told me about it. So he's like, "You gotta, you gotta check this out. This would be a great idea for one of your films." And this was about you know four years ago. I was still in uh, post production on Post Mortem. But uh, I, I knew right away that was going to be what my next film had to be about because the idea that anybody would do this crazy shit once was way beyond me. And the fact that anybody could become addicted to it and try it more than once to the point where they look like a living zombie, it, it, was, it, it was bizarrely fascinating. This, to me, I couldn't fathom in my own mind how or why anybody could ever do anything like this. But it was horrific enough where I'm like, I have to make a film about it. And if... You want to know more about the film? Actually, there's been updates done just this week uh, to the website, which is just uh, it's pma2021.com. You can find all about uh, Crocodile Chronicles on there, some new projects. Uh, you know, I got an, uh, another new short film that's actually I'm going to be shooting too. We've got conventions that we're going to be hitting uh, left and right. Hopefully that uh, one in Ohio that you were just talking about, Ed, hopefully we're going to add that to the list, but yeah, you can find all about um, – we've had casting announcements uh, left and right. Uh, we've got a bunch of Postmortem America 2021 alumni, as I call them, going to be in the film. Uh, first of all, I mean, Edward is uh, playing the interviewer in one segment. Uh, my good friend Athena, who would play Jane in Postmortem America, she's uh, playing uh, the title character of Nikita in The Woe of Nikita, which is the title of one of the segments, uh, the same one that Edward's in. Uh, Jim O'Rear, who played the lead villain in Postmortem, is also going to be uh, in the film. I'm very happy to announce that we got Kevin Van Hentenreck, who starred in the Basket Case trilogy, a cult film from the 80s and 90s, to play one of the lead villains. And then we got a couple of, you know, got Michelle Shields, who is also a Postmortem America alumni, David Ross, a couple good friends of mine, um, Al Harlan, Bella Demented. Uh, Leanne Langford, all playing um, various roles in the film. I'm really looking forward to with one friend of mine, David Ross, who is a very accomplished uh, thespian and actor. That uh, I wrote a role specifically for him, knowing that I was going to work with him one day, and so we wrote this crazy role that is uh, uh, kind of my nod to the the world of Breaking Bad, I guess you could say. And I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about it. I, every time I think about it, I get kind of giddy like a school kid. It's like just to get shooting on a feature film again. I never thought I'd get one chance to do it, let alone, you know, get a chance to do it a second time. Very cool. Man, Very you're, cool. you're so badass, Cam. Here's the thing. <laughs> you win in life. Wait, Most wait, wait. Did you say badass or badass? Now, damn it, now. <laughs> you are badass. The British woman is telling me I got 60 seconds left. Good thing she didn't say that. I'm 
after 15 minutes on the air. Oh, shit. You are, like, totally <laughs> badass. Like, you, you dream it, you live it, and that is so badass with all, Nick, there's a phone, your phone's ringing. And that's so cool that, I mean, look at you. You know? You know you're, uh, you're uh, a kid you're a kid well, you know, watching movies. Several people have said to me, and they've asked, and they, they, they go, how can I do it? They're like, how do you do it, or how can you do it? And I'm like, you just got to try. And if the, the yeah. because not not the same thing works for everybody. You know, what worked for me may not work yeah. for you or work for the next person, but just try. Sure. You know, because if you don't, if you yeah. leave those stones unturned, as they say, you don't you don't know what you're going to find next. So just try. Anybody exactly. who's listening, if you, if you think you can do it, you can do it. Just try. Yeah, I'm living proof. Nick's telling me, because, you know, I just kind of recently lost a daytime job, and I'm kind of depressed in this state right now, but, you know, he's just like, you know, do something. Hey, I mean, it's, that's what I love about this show is that I'm meeting doers. And, Cameron, you've actually, in, in how you talk about with Solomon Burt, you've actually inspired me, Cameron. Because oh, back yeah. at home, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I, 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 I heard. Well, you did. Um, because back at home, you know, you're telling me, oh, this just happened. Oh, my hard drives are, you know, and you didn't bitch about it. Your your words were, well, I'm gonna get back on that pony and I'm gonna ride it to the finish line. Well, you know, I might have bitched a little me. bit. <laughs> I well, might have bitched no, a little well, bit about well, it, but I'll well, tell you straight yeah, up, you can't between, quit. Between, you know, between you and I and private conversations, yeah, you did. But the thing is, is you were really upset. But the thing is, is that you got back up on your pony. And you, I guess the horse, because the pony doesn't run races, do they? You got back <laughs> up on your Not horse. Not a good one. You saddled up, and even though it bucked you off, you're. Uh, is this making any sense? You got back oh, yeah. up on. Yeah. You made you made your movie. You did it, and most of it, like we were talking about, was out of your pocket. It was. Yes. I mean, it you was know, the thing is, you can't give up. It, you can't give exactly. up. I mean, that's. A, oh. I mean, everybody, I guess, what? should know. If, if and when there's a time to lay it down and, 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 and admit defeat, but if that is the way of doing things, then it's not a, it's not a way that I'm familiar with. I'm, I'm not familiar with defeat. Uh, well, I've, I've had it thrown in my face many, many, many times, but to me, the, yeah. the, end, game, the end game is just not giving up. And, you and know? also yeah, when I... Exactly. When, when, when you were helping me host the show, you were single... And you were looking, and now you're freaking yep. married, and Jim O'Rear and Edward X. Young is, like, performing your wedding. I mean, <laughs> everything yep. about you, I mean, look at you, Cam. Look what you've accomplished, and if I were you, and you've got a beautiful, I'm not gay, but there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that if you are, <laughs> But you've got a beautiful wife who clearly stands by your side. And And you know the really, and I have to, I have to give give as much thanks and credit to her as I possibly can because, to be honest, I don't know that I would have been strong enough to finish the film 
especially after the, the the hard drives got stolen like they did and some of the setbacks. I really don't know that I would have been able to finish it. I may have been able to find the Fortitude to finish it, possibly, but I really don't think I would have. Uh, so to my wife, Patty, you know, I, I got to thank her a million times a million because I never would have, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would have had the, the guts to see it through. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's the, that's the kind of woman that I would like to be. The woman that says, you know, I'm here for you, babe. You know, you're, you're so awesome. So yeah, you you've got the world. Even though you're not, you know, diving into a pot of a hundred dollar bills, but you've got everything you know, with, right now. I'm so happy that you made it. That would be great. On a side note, it would be great to just dump into a pile of hundred dollar bills. But you know, it, in the end, in the end, you know, you uh, be you can be rich in uh, in other ways. You can be rich in the the family and the friends that you have, and the experiences exactly. that you have. And the best thing yes, that's sir. been about filmmaking is the people that I've met. I've never would have met people yeah. like Edward. I would have never met you know people like Jim. I never would have made the friends that I had in Ed and Jim and so many other people. But you know, yeah, this it's opened and, up possibilities in new worlds, and yeah, you know, may not be a millionaire, but I never really went into this thinking I'd be become rich or become a millionaire. At best, I I wanted each each my my thought going into it was that it would be nice if each film would make enough money to just finance the next film, you know, make enough money exactly. on the side to like I can make the next film and go and just keep continuing on from one project to the next. So. Well, I look at it, you know, yeah. I mean, it's uh, apparently, you know, it's apparently yeah. uh, doing well. It's well enough by me where I'm, I'm, I'm able to finally, after a couple of years, to start the next project. So, I'm quite happy with that. That, that's really badass, and I'm so proud of you. And yeah, oh, you, 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 you've inspired me too, Cam. I mean, honestly, you're talking about, you know, we played that clip with. Uh, Solomon Burke, where you were talking to him about inspiration, but you know what? You did that for me. And you know, then, then I want you to start writing that night second book. Telephone conversations. I mean, everything about you is amazing, and I, I hope you know that I'm saying this sincerely. You are like one of my best friends. In this world. Oh, thank you, Frank. And I love you dearly. I, I'm just, I, you well, know, everything that I, you know, you've been through, and now your brother. I've even watched your brother sing in a talent show, and he applied for colleges. I mean, your family's amazing. You know that that talent show that he did was uh, I, I, the, one of the biggest regrets I have in my life was not being able to make it to that show. Because when I saw that uh, video yeah. and how well he he done, I was so proud of him. Because you know he had the, the so many anxieties about getting up on stage, and I kept trying to to tell him, I'm like, just try it. Because if you try it once and you like it, you'll become addicted. And he yeah. did such a great job. I'm so proud of him. And he the fact did that both a my little brothers. Job. Who cares yeah, I mean, if he didn't win? Both of them, I mean, he did a really, really. See, I I watch you all the time, Cam. Everything, um, you're, you're definitely, you. huh? 
I said you're stalking him. I do stalk him. I do stalk him (laughs) because I love him to death. He's like, you know, and I don't ever want us to lose touch cam or Edward and Edward and everybody, you know. I I I appreciate this show and Joe and Don and everybody, you know, and John Link, even though he's not here. If it wasn't for the show, I would have never met you guys. And Nick, even I met him on my show. I mean, I love you all know, you guys. Like I said, it's it's all about the friends that that you that you, you, you meet and the people that you meet and whatnot. You know. Even if yeah. a project isn't successful or doesn't make a billion gazillion, uh, you know, Avengers millions type money, you know, it, the yeah. the experiences and the people that that you meet along the way, that's the kind of the things that nobody can really take away from you. Sure. Exactly. I, I Actually, you know, Francie, oh, yeah. how this all started was Avon Mason. Yvonne, I met her. I met her, she hooked me up with Nick, and then it just kind of, like, was a a trickle-down effect. Yvonne Mason, also a very beautiful person. Oh, she's a trip. She's a trip. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, it's amazing how, you know, people that haven't met face-to-face, and like hug, I gotta tell you, when I meet all of you guys face to face, you're gonna get a great big hug. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I wanted to detract I for a moment. So, huh? I wanted to do just this is Edward X Young. I just thought I'd detract for a moment. It's already midnight here on the East Coast. Just wondering. Whatever the on on air is going to be doing for Cinco de Mayo, which is. I'll be working. Oh. <laughs> what what day is it? Well, May fifth, uh, the fifth of oh, May. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, it's amazing that when you go through your your grocery store ads, how cheap Corona is right now. I love Corona. It is so expensive. Like throughout the whole year. Cinco de Mayo comes and it's like eight dollars for a twelve pack. Oh no, I'll take Jack or Kahlua. There you go. I make my yeah. own Kahlua though. Corona, you should be drinking I'm, tequila. 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 Well, hey folks, yeah, I'm margarita. As Edward put it, being midnight and whatnot, I'm probably gonna have to bow out. For the show, okay. so if you want to continue on without me, because uh, yeah, uh, unfor- yeah. fortunately I got to be up at 4 a.m. for work. So, oh, oh my gosh, we up. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to miss it. Start the day with tequila. Let me remind you of something, Cameron. It's in the news. People might have missed <laughs> this because it's Cinco de Mayo, Mexican Independence Day. Uh, this is true uh, across the country. Taco Bell is giving out free breakfast. Free breakfast from uh, Oh really? Free breakfast or just free breakfast burritos? Hey, it's a burrito. Seven to eleven. Oh, I'm setting I'm setting the alarm. Oh, I'm there. I'm getting myself a free burrito. Oh hell no. 
See, Francie, I got the market on this. My husband works nights, so on his way home, I can make him stop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I cross. On my way to work, I cross three different Taco Bells. We're gonna get a free breakfast at each one. Oh, nice. There you go. You got breakfast, well, lunch, and dinner. We got three taco. We got three Taco Bells just like in a three mile radius in California. And oh yes, Nick, we're getting free. Yeah, we only got one. Oh man, we got three like right here. Yeah, like, but you gotta remember, I live in radius. I live in Meadville, Pennsylvania. Okay, we're talking. Oh yeah, yeah. Now. He, Oh, uh, you poor little. That's ninety nine okay. five, ninety nine cents yep. five layer burrito. It's like yeah, when, when uh, I when when I had a hangover and I had to go to work in the morning, I would stop by Taco Bell and get that five layer burrito for like ninety nine cents. Hangover gone. I don't know what it is about that five-layer burrito. There's your cure, guys. So the best, Eat the five-layer burrito. Francie, the best cure for a hangover is this thing called crocodile. It really works. <laughs> a crocodile? <laughs> okay, apparently Wait. she didn't hear that part. <laughs> Wait, what? Crocodile? <laughs> Don't tell her yet. Let, oh, let it go. Oh, crocodile. <laughs> I just have a bunch of crocs. Oh, I get the pun now. We're talking puns again. Wow. Talk about a blonde moment, huh? Yeah. I, I am legally blonde. I am legally See? blonde. So. You can use that excuse anytime you want now. I, I always do that. And whenever I do stupid moves, I'm like, don't blame me. I'm a blonde. It's a, great like, <laughs> it's a great subject for Oh, cameras. I just had a blonde moment. Don't worry about me. It is amazing oh, when you got blonde hair how you know, easy awful, it is to get awful, out of stuff. I'll tell you how awful crocodile oh, is. I believe it. Uh, John Link used to look like a young Brad Pitt, and then he got hooked on crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> Where's John Link? He's hiding. Oh, you guys, you guys, you guys want to hear the five-year John Link clip? Sure, absolutely. Everybody talk. sounds so excited. I love this. I, I, I absolutely love John Link. Hold on, let me get to the switchboard. Hold on, I was outside again. Uh huh. I know so you're outside. outside. <laughs> <laughs> Not smoking weed to all no, the people that are. Smoking, weren't you? That's your excuse. Yeah. You're saying yeah, it tonight. Yeah, I smoke like, cigarettes. And... Cigarette. I know yeah, better. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. Uh, you know. Hold on. I don't want to like um, blow it. Cigarette smoke on my cat. So I'm being Yeah, yeah I once got to kiss Linnea Quigley on screen. I got a question. We got an answer. Well, is it is Red Snapper a fish or a turtle? It's a vegetable. <laughs> is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it, I, first I thought it was a turtle, then a fish. 
Finally, it's a vegetable. Yes, yes, it's a very nice vegetable. You gotta eat it fresh. Oh, wow. oh, yes. To the bottom of the ocean, though, you gotta go diving, and you gotta oh. grab it with your hands, and then you come. Oh, home. well. <laughs> you gotta be careful because these are the kind of vegetables the sharks like to eat. Ooh. So if you got that kind of vegetable in your hand, a shark might come mm-hmm. and get you. Well. <laughs> and yet, another great sound clip for the John Link fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is a very important question for John, because the last time that we were on the air with John, the last thing that we heard John say was that he was going to stab his brother. Well, we won, and we won women the right to control their own bodies. Uh, yeah, that was the good The retarded bother me. I'll stab you! I'll stab you! Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I think I'm going to bid you all a fond adieu and prepare for, <laughs> and prepare for my blizzard. There you go. Oh, God, you have a blizzard going on? Yeah, we're expecting 20, 30 inches over the next 24 hours, so. Oh, I was kind of hoping there for a minute you were going to find a late DQ or something, but. Uh... got to go prepare for a blizzard and John has to stab somebody, so. Uh... Yeah, really. I mean, when you think about it, what's the difference, you know? Yeah. Preparing yeah. for a blizzard, stabbing your brother, it's all kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's all good. Yep. It's all good. Well. <laughs> okay. John, John, did yeah. you stab Fred that night? No, mainly because I had forgotten to put my knife in my pocket. <laughs> the retard shut the phone off. And I was making a very important point at the time. The two things I always carry two. That's why I always carry two knives. And the second is, I thought red snapper was a venereal disease. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that almost made me choke on my tongue. <laughs> no, that did that. The whole now, now, now again. Uh, let me let me explain a couple of things that happened. That was Craig Spector that was on the show with him, and of course that was uh, David Madison, Edward X. Young, which you are very close with. I was, Hello? Just, I, was just, I was just talking to Dave Madison uh, earlier this afternoon. We actually uh, are planning on working on, like, I, I've been sworn to secrecy, but we're planning on working on two projects this summer. Oh, be very well, you're, you're, you're going to have to clue us in very soon about that. Um, the, the funny thing about that show, uh, David Madison was the co-host of the show, Um Greg Spector was the guest. Greg Spector was our guest um, a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, well, before that show aired. Okay, so here's the funny part. Nicholas Grabowski was uh, Nick. You remember this. You were playing little practical jokes on the Craig Spector show. Yeah. 
And he was like, next time I do your show, you know, it's got to be more professional. And I was like, okay. So you agreed to no more practical jokes during the show, like flushing the toilet live and doing other stuff, which I have where Nick actually flushed the toilet live uh, with that show. Um, He said, you know, I want a more professional show. So we were giving him one. And then I guess uh, Fred threw water on John Link while he was during the show. And I promised Craig Spector, who is a part of the Spotter Punks, a whole saga, a more professional show. And next thing you hear is, I'll stab you! I'll stab you! But, and I'm sitting here like, toilet flushes, John Link's gonna stab his brother. But it turned out to be actually quite funny. Craig Spector, like, okay, don't flush the toilet during my show anymore, but have John Link say that he's going to stab Fred, <laughs> like, <laughs> all the time. And I'm like, what? Oh, wait, flushing the toilet, stabbing your brother, which one's worse? I I didn't know. So, yeah, that was that was a great moment, actually. Yep. That that was another thing that Nick was playing during the show was the Affleck duck. All right, we are about to be cut off. I can see the time clock ticking down. Okay, who is going to send us out John Link style? Edward, you should give it a shot. Definitely, I think. Sign us off John Link style? Uh, Yeah. Hello? This this is John Link. Uh, uh, I, uh, my... My fucking retarded brother uh, has made me forget what to say, but, uh, 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 uh well, this is a Francie and Friends show. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, soon as every Sunday, although this one's being broadcast on a Monday, I don't know why. Good night, everyone. Tell John hey. Lee that we love oh, him. A quick plug. A quick plug. Before we go, a quick plug. A plug. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be singing. Anybody who's in New York City, I'm going to be singing. This is a, a big gig. Singing oh, with the David Peel Band, David Peel and the Lower East Side Band, will be yeah. performing at the Joey Ramone Memorial Birthday Show on special invitation by Joey Ramone's brother, Mickey Lee, at Webster Hall on uh, on Monday, May 19th. Uh, Come and see us if you're in New York. It'll be spectacular. Wait, are you going to send this out? I don't have to do a a closing song. Edward, sing us out. Sing us out with what? (laughs) Sing us out with a song. Uh, Okay, a little uh, Beethoven. Okay.
full of surprises. Yeah, I did. I, I didn't. Wow. Yep. And then. Edward, Edward, call me. I want to book you for a show. Uh, Don and Joe, thank you for coming back in. Cameron Scott, we love yep. you. Well, good night, everyone. Have a great week. So, bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Hey, Joe, I mean, uh, Joe, our guest uh, next week. Joe? I think he's gone. Yeah, he just hung up. I just seen it. Okay, we'll we'll post it. Uh, Edward, call me for Let's Book You again, okay? Excellent. I I love Joe Flynn on Michael. Joe Flynn was so great in McHale's Navy. I'm glad he came back from the dead to be on your show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Here we go. Another closing song. Oh, this is terrible. Uh, Happy anniversary. Sing us a song. Huh? Sing us a song while I look for this. Here we go. Sing us a song, John. Think of the song what song? Which one? Give us a song. Oh, here it is. Okay, here we go. It's the Late Show with Francie Weatherman. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, my favorite.
Hello? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.